1: It's Monty for this episode of the Own Farm podcast. Massive thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Laurie and Symington. We are here, that's Dave and I, when I say we. Yep, Monty, hello. And we're here at Crookston Farm in the Borders because this is the training day for the competitors in the Golden Shears, which is about to take place later this week at the Royal Highland Show. And the Golden Shears being the international world championship competition for sheep shearing. Um, sheep shearing and wool handling, I should say. And we're going to learn a bit more about that when we go into the shed. The shed is a hive of activity. There's people in all sorts of different coloured vests, bandanas, etc., from all over the world.
2: And just to be clear for people that are listening, there are three different events, if you like, that we're going to go and find out about just yeah. now. Aren't well, there? There's just... the machine shearing, and then there's sort of traditional blade shearing, just with a pair of scissors. And then we're also... Oh, just with a pair of scissors. It's not quite a pair of scissors, but a very sharp dangerous pair of clippers yeah and the other event that's here that people might not be aware of is wool wrapping wool winding right wool wool handling wool handling and the wool handling is actually very very important
1: if you've got a team of clippers doing their best to cover the numbers in a day they also need as a backup they need the wool handled they need the wool taken from them rolled up and packed properly so that it's then saleable and that in
2: itself is an art lots of people to talk to today we're going to get around as many people as we can but first just because we've bumped into him on the way in here let's have a quick chat with RAS Chief Executive Alan
3: Laidlaw we're here for the practice days for the golden shears there's a lot of anticipation here for the shearers first chance we've had to look at Scottish stock for some of them and yeah there's a real building of anticipation to the weekend for the championships For these shearers from all over the world, they want to come and pit themselves on the boards against the best from New Zealand, from Canada, from Australia. And they want to know if they can compete, whether that's in the blades or whether the machine shearing. And
1: today we're here at Crookston in the Borders and as you say, this is about Scottish sheep that they might never have
3: handled before or, or clipped before. Or... Absolutely. You've seen them walk in the shed there and some of them are just looking straight at the, the, the animals thinking, oh, I've never seen one of those before. And they're going to get a chance to get advice and, and a bit of tips from some of the folk who are better at it. And just up the road, uh, the judges are, are getting briefed on, on Scottish sheep as well you know if you were going to run the 110 metres hurdles you would want to know how high the hurdle was you'd practice so this is a chance for these athletes to practice with our sheep and our conditions well
1: producer Dave and I are here and we're going to have a look let's have a look in this shed and see what these guys are facing guys and girls
2: absolutely yeah
1: so we're just going into this shed here at Crookston Farm and it's a typical agricultural shed but it's now absolutely buzzing with people and sheep and uh,
2: oh here we are somebody with a t-shirt with chilli written on the back. We saw somebody from Finland earlier. Canada, I can see. We've got various stands here.
1: So we've got little pens with a board set outside, machines hanging up, sheep ready to clip, tables to roll wool on. We've got uh, the frames with the big wool bags, wool sheets hanging up, and the rolled wool will go into them. It's like... It's like what we do. It's like what we do at home, as it were. But this is on a really kind of professional, and it feels sporting. It feels like you know you can feel there's a kind of. This is where the the sort of competition end of it happens. It's not
2: it's not just sharing for the sake of getting the wool off the back of the sheep. And actually, you walk into this shed and you can feel the tension. You can feel the sort of. uh, Hello, let's. uh. Here
4: we
1: are. (laughs) Yeah, we've got the, the the grinding wheel going here. The spinning wheel. And someone sharpening blades and cutters and combs. These have got to be kept clean and sharp. The shearer will stop every so often, quickly brush off any wool that's stuck, any, any lanolin that's stuck. Sparks flying.
2: I think we should go and try and talk to some Blade of the competitors. Should we go say hello to
1: Canada?
4: Yeah, yeah
0: let's go. I'm Pauline Boulay. I'm from Canada. I'm competing
5: on Team Canada as a machine shearer.
1: What are you going to do today? Is this your your kind of last chance
2: to get a real good feel for Scottish sheep or?
5: Yeah, just get a feel for the Scottish sheep and uh, go through some gear and um, yeah.
2: How is it different from shearing at home in Canada? Like, what are you having to figure out to be ready for the championship?
0: Yeah, I would say the sheep comb differently, uh, meaning that they shear a bit differently. sussing out different gear options.
1: Cool, good, thank you very much.
0: No thank worries. You so good much. luck.
1: This to me does look like a setup that we might have when the, when the shearers come at home, but usually there's maybe two or three people shearing on a trailer. Here we've got, at the moment, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, and various team members handling the wool, rolling it, putting it into the, the wool sheets can see the girl over there she's got her legs either side of the sheep she's holding the sheep with her left hand and she's shearing with the right every little movement of the sheep will correspond with a movement of her feet and legs so she's keeping the weight into the, the correct leg at the correct time for the stroke that she's doing with the right hand it's so so coordinated and it's all about that right hand assuming the they're right-handed people that right hand it's all about getting as long a stroke as possible with that and as smooth a stroke so that the the clippers like your hair clippers glide through the wool and you take as much with a swing of your arm as possible they say that a good a a fast efficient shearer should have long arms and a short back you see the way this chap here is worked around the neck Now he's got the long strokes again. Look, right from the the, the top of the back, right down to the bottom of that leg. They're held with such strength, but calm strength, that the sheep are just sitting there calmly. My name's Philip Christian, and I'm from the Isle
6: of Man. Here as part of an Isle of Man team? Yeah, myself and Daniel Creer. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's where the Isle of Man team uh, giving it a go. I, I've done uh, a couple before and this is Phil's sort of first one. All right, okay. At them, so. a, a couple of golden shears before? Yeah, well, I've been down, I went to the one in uh, New Zealand and the one in uh, Ireland.
2: All right, okay. This is your last sort of practice training day before the show starts. Yeah. What is today all about? What is it that you're trying to achieve today or find out or learn?
6: For myself, I'm just trying to make sure that the combs that I've been using at home and think are good for the thing are. So it's as much about just making sh- sure my gear is running right for the sheep. Like, the, I've just, my handpiece was a bit rattly, so I've done a couple of bits on that, making sure that's running fine. And just, it, it's too late to change the pattern or to change that, but it's just about making sure the gear is going to work. And it's as best as I can Give, make it. Giving
1: yourself the confidence that you're, yeah. That you're ready, yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah, definitely. Same as Daniel, really. Just fine-tuning everything, ready, because there's a lot of good shearers here
6: and the job has to be pretty tip-top. As long as we go reasonable, we're more than happy. We're only a small island, so we do what we can. We've only got a small number of shearers. As for the biggies, you've, you've obviously got your, your Scottish lawns are looking good. The Welsh boys are looking good and the Kiwis are looking good. They're like probably three of the stronger contenders.
2: When you're watching people shearing, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that makes you say, that's a good shearer?
6: Flow, how the pattern works, what wool was left on, what they've took off and uh, just how smooth they make it look. Often enough, the smoother... And sometimes the slower it looks, the faster it is, like in so many things, if someone's making it look effortless, they're generally very good at what they do, don't they? As you can see, just the sheep's coming off nice and pink, she's not struggling, and he's flying down that last side now, and out the leg and finished,
2: so. Cheers lads, good luck eh? Thank,
4: Thank you. you. My name is Bruce Lang, I'm Chief Steward of sheep shearing and fleece competitions at the Royal Highland Show. It's like the Olympics of sheep shearing. It really is the biggest thing in the world and we've got 30 countries participating from North to South Hemisphere, South America.
1: This podcast is published on Thursday of the Highland Show. So anyone listening now on the Thursday, what can they expect for
4: the, for the coming four days? Well, a lot of noise, a lot of huge excitement. We've got an extended marquee we will be starting shearing at 7am on Thursday morning with our junior competition. We're, um, and then right through to Sunday afternoon where we have the finals of the World Championships. So we've compressed the RHS events into Thursday, Friday and then we go into World Championship events Friday evening. But what happens is you get the World Championship competitors they want to have a practice run so they'll compete in what they call the All Nations and It's a credit to the Highland Show, we've actually got so many other people wanting to come and take part and do a heat. Some of them will just be doing their heat and they won't get into semis. But it's just the thrill of being part of of the sort of festival of the whole event. We have three hundred and eighty competitors over the week.
2: Right? Goodness me.
4: We've had five thousand sheep on farm to supply this event right across the Scottish borders. Mm. So the Farmers from the Scottish Borders themselves yeah. have played a massive part in making this the event it is. And, and Geordie Dunn with the wagons. Yeah, yeah. Geordie Dunn with the wagons. And uh, Geordie Dunn and Gwen have had this logistical nightmare, I think probably the word Geordie would use, of fitting wagons to farms mm-hmm. right up to, to, through Langham to Jim Robertson, and the British chairman of British Wool, supplying sheep for the final on Sunday, sheep coming down from Stirling, so it's a major logistical, the first sheep arrive at uh, 6.30 in the morning and then and, you know, they're getting picked up off a farm at 4.15. Um, yeah, I think I'll be lying in a darkened room on Monday night. <laughs> well
1: done, well done. Yeah. Bruce, thank you so much. I know Pleasure. you're so, super busy, so we'll get Pleasure. out of your way. Thank, it's thank you. Great, thank you. Take care. Australian Shearing and wool Handling Team
7: 2023. Nah, that's not us. That. Ah, it looks like you guys. <laughs>
1: Uh, We're just here
8: for a bit of practice, yeah. Yeah. My name is Daniel McIntyre. I'm the current uh, Australian team member.
6: Yeah, hello, my name is Nathan Maney
8: from Australia, one of the
1: current Australian team members, machine shearers. Getting the the last kind of practice in before the big competition. Yeah, you get a bit of a feel for the sheep before the competition and sort a few things out. What are your chances, guys? Have you got as good a chance as anyone in this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah, no, it'd be good. Just a couple of practice sheep like this, get a combs running a bit because there's not quite as many wrinkles on these sheep as we used to, but we've sort of still got the same positioning and that sort of stuff. So, no, yeah, we're feeling pretty confident. We'll be right when the day comes around. Lads, thanks so much
1: for
8: Thank that.
1: You guys. Thanks. I'm going to guess those guys are very good because I'm sure it's pretty competitive to get into the yeah, Australian. I
2: don't think you, yeah, you have to be pretty good to be the Australian representatives, I would guess. Yeah.
1: Right, so, our man from the Isle of Man has grabbed the sheep, along with a, a steward that's listening.
9: Please, if you can't understand what I'm saying, please ask. You've all come a long way, you've come a long way in a big commitment for for the show, so don't go at all by not knowing what you're doing. There's lots of you can shear very well, but you're making mistakes you're giving points away for no reason what he's
1: saying to them is they're all really good shaders and obviously they are they're in an international competition but what they what he is looking for and what the judges are going to be looking for is basically marking them on a, on a Scottish style so they must be done you know the bellies if the bellies is there any wool in the belly that's wrong it's and, and, and some of these competitors have maybe seen, never seen sheep like that presented like that with wool like that they <inaudible> So we're learning why these people are here today.
2: And we're standing by a group of Spanish-speaking competitors yeah. who are busy. Some of them are translating, translating. what the yeah. judges are saying yeah. so that they can yeah. understand it.
9: My name's Doug Lambie. I was involved with the wool board instructing for many years. I've been asked back today just to help with these guys from all over the world. And we're uh, straight away we see the sort of usual. Kind of hiccups, that not problems that they've got, but because of their different sheep and they've just got slightly different techniques. And we're just, they've travelled a long way, it's a big expense, a lot of costs for them, big commitment, and they're all proud to represent their country. And the last thing we want to see them is feel that they've, they go home feeling that they've been unfairly treated, and we're just trying to show them the rules and then they can work out what to do and what not to do.
8: I'm Jimmy Sinclair, and um along with my son Graham we are the tenant farmers here at Crookston we hosted this similar event 20 years ago Okay, so it came up in conversation again maybe pre-pandemic time if we would hold it and which we did say yes I don't remember how many people we had the last time but there's there's, there's a lot more this time now.
1: it's really busy
8: it is it's really a, huge. Yeah. um I'm not sure if there's enough burgers to go around. <laughs> But uh, it, it's for us. It's a well. It's just doing something that, um, that gives a bit of help. To. We're not far from Edinburgh. It's we'll have the well a reasonably good location or a venue for it. And um, well, you've a lot of sheep, and there's a lot of sheep round about that can be yeah. brought on. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and uh, well, when we heard that there was to be fifty-six machine shearers there. One blade shearers and 36 wool handlers we've panicked slightly so we've got 50 cheviots from our neighbours, the McCourt family across the other side
1: of the valley How many sheep have you got in for today? What have you got? Yeah, I think there's just over 500
8: right. Good, that's um, great well thank you
1: This is the, the wool handling um, part of the shed we've got two, two shearers on a trailer here the competitors are not the shearers this time, they're the ones that are actually handling the wool. We're going to learn about what it's, what they've been judged on, but it's all about making sure the wool is folded over, rolled up properly, and packed properly into the sack. Here's someone doing it exactly the way they're going to be doing it in the competition. So you gather the fleece from the clipper, you throw it onto this table so that it's all cast out properly. It's outside up, on the table and then they roll it so that it's inside up. That was belly roll going inside and then it's folded in on itself. Folded in, rolled, fold in, rolled. And then a little twist in the end to keep it all together. Tuck that in and you've got a nicely
2: rolled fleece. And there is a Chilean team here. Yeah. Uh, a man on his knees sorting out the fleece and a lady looking over him with a young child on her back. Nothing like making life difficult for yourself.
1: <laughs> have you got the,
2: the, the family traveling with you then? Uh,
1: you've
10: got the young yes, one on the back. Uh, the dad is in the shearing. Right. He's shearing. Oh. And you've got,
1: you've got, how old is this one on your back?
10: Uh, uh, one and a half.
1: Right, and does she just come
10: with you and, and because experience Because we, we work like this, so uh-huh. right. he does the shearing and uh-huh. I do the wool handling with her like this. So you We go... don't have another way. Yeah, yeah. So but you... now my teammate. <laughs> We take turns so he can just play with her. Right.
11: Uh, my name is Archie, Archie Sepulveda, from Chile.
10: Uh, I'm Camila Quinteros, Team Chile as well.
11: And who's and this, You're The doctor. little
10: one is Agnes. She's, right. uh, she's the mini wool handling baby category. <laughs> so Team Chile, so you've
1: got a machine shearer over here. We have
10: two machine shearers. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one is coming tomorrow, Wednesday, right. uh, from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. He's a Chilean based in New Zealand. Right. And then is Kenny. Um, Her dad and my partner and we have uh, Archie and myself are the two wool handlers for for Chile. Okay, Okay. is this
1: this exciting being in Scotland to do this, is it?
10: Very exciting indeed, especially Archie, he left home a month ago and he has been traveling all the way from uh, the Royal Bath & West show, then he did the Royal Cornwall show and then the three counties just making his way up, practicing because in Chile we don't have wool handling as such. So we are just training,
11: it's new ones, yeah. He's
10: here, it's very new for us.
1: Yeah. I'm always amazed, not just when it's competition, but when there's two or three people sharing and one wool hander keeping up and doing all the... and making
11: it neat and putting it in a, in, in a sheet. I,
10: he will understand, uh, re- reply in Spanish and yeah. I will translate yeah, that's yeah. okay? Yeah.
11: Son las reglas del, de la competencia.
10: The the tienes que
11: estar muy concentrado you en tu primer esquilador. Después, al momento de que el esquilador entra a hacer el primer cuarto, entra el segundo y ya tienes que estar más concentrado. In,
10: so you need to be more focused.
11: Después termina el primer esquilador con su determinar su, ve, su vellón, su, su, su esquila,
10: in the first ship,
11: tienes que lanzar y estar concentrado that, del segundo please,
10: esquilador para que no te
11: desconcentres y no tengas punto ya al nuevo no al sacar lana de la
10: entrepierna. And at the same time,
11: a la vez que muy bien tu you need to
10: roll your fleece very, very well.
11: El, el uh, very la, well tucking and secure de este, de este uh, because mundial.
10: there are very important rules of this world champ.
11: And never lose the side of the shears si algo, muy uh, because
10: if you lose something, it will be very like, penalized. You will get too much point.
4: Fantastic, Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Gracias. Well done. Well done.
8: My name is Kenneth McLeod from Chile and I am a machine cheer for Team Chile.
2: Kenneth McLeod yes. from Chile? Yes. That is a very Scottish name. What's um, the story behind that?
8: A great granddad from Stour, up in north
1: in Scotland. He went back to Patagonia and stayed there and here I am. <laughs> what does Team Chile aspire to then? What are we what are we looking to? I mean, um, well to be honest, in in the wool handling I think they want to get through the
8: semi-finals and the machine sharing is well that will be that will be perfect to be honest like um if we manage to get through as a team that will be that will be just mission
2: accomplished eh? um, listen good luck
8: thank
0: you, yes, you so much well, Sweatly. Sweatly. You. I'm Leanne Bertram and I am the chief wheel handling referee for the world championships at the Highland show
2: so no pressure
0: none whatsoever, (laughs) completely relaxed. Massive honour. A a massive honour, yeah. I've competed for a long time as a Scottish representative and been to three World Championships, so when I was contacted and asked to be the Chief Referee for the show, it was a a massive honour to be asked.
2: Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant.
0: So basically we have the judges who will be judging at the World Championships competition so we have the this, this area we're going through the, the wool handling judging and then there is the shearing, machine shearing and the blade shearing judging as well. So we're, we're trying to um, use examples of the different breeds that the competitors will be using and we use country-specific judging rules. So obviously judges from Norway and New Zealand and Falkland Islands and all of the other countries have to learn our rules. And how we judge in this country. So that's basically what we're going through. And there's there's although it's all very similar country to country, there's there's country specific variations.
1: So when the golden shares, when the world championship is held in New Zealand, for example, you guys all have to if you're judging, you have to go along there to something like this, familiarise yourselves, make sure that you know and can judge based on their rules. So yes. it's country specific yep. to where you are. Yep. Yeah, so we are
0: going through our country specific rules yep. with the with the external judges just so that we make sure there's a level playing field and it's very fair for all the competitors when we start the World Rounds at the Highland Show.
2: I mean, it must be quite a daunting thing for the judges to come with yeah, their yeah. different ways of doing things and you know, having to calibrate. We used the word calibrate earlier.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. It, it, every day's a school day and it is and it, some of the some of the judging styles are very similar but some of them are very different and, and how we handle our wool in this country is very different to how they would handle in New Zealand because our breeds of sheep are different and the quality of wool is different and the the much more variation between between sheep, rather than have a really consistent yeah. mob of sheep. Over in
1: over in New Zealand or Australia, it might be all Merinos or something yes. like that. Whereas, yes. as and we've seen be, today, there's yeah. there's some Blackies in the shed. There's Chavy. yeah.
0: That's right. So which yes. is why we handle wool the way we do in this country. We we try to isolate every individual fleece by tying it up and securing it as an as an individual rather than um, pressing it all together. And it means that the farmer can be graded for each individual fleece which maximises the value because then they get paid fully for a better one and not so well for a for a lesser quality one. It just
1: so that's the importance of the wool handling not even just at a competitive level but actually in commercial uh, sharing situations the wool handling is all about making sure that the value of that fleece is Optimised. Yes.
0: Obviously, in the in the UK, wool is of a lesser value than other countries in the world. But I think the wool board's all been about trying to maximise that value for the farmer and and you know passing that on.
1: What does it feel like when you compete for Scotland?
0: Uh, Nerve wracking. Yeah. We all have a, a circuit and a and a process to go through to qualify, and that can be quite stressful. You travel around and compete at various shows to make sure that we select the best team on that year so once that pressure is off and you you just can concentrate on the on the show itself
1: but I'm guessing now being chief referee is going to be quite a lot of different pressure for another reason yep
0: you have to make sure that it's a a level playing field but it's nice that you know the challenges that the competitors and the judges are have against them so it's nice to be in a position to try and smooth those those problems and make sure that it it all runs smoothly and it's a fair playing field for everybody.
2: And of course, on that, they're going to want somebody with your experience. Yes, they're going so to want somebody who's been there, seen it, done it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that is. It's, it's nice to be having been a competitor. You know that the challenges that are coming, because it is possible that there's judges here who won't ever have all handled competitively. They've they've just you know trained yeah, yeah. and become a judge. But it is it's nice to, to have come through and and understand from from both sides, with the challenges, and that I think we can we can make a difference that way.
1: Well done, thank you very much. So we've now come into a corner of the shed where things are a little bit quieter. Instead of the where of the machine, although you can still hear the machines in the other part, we're now looking at the very traditional skill and art, as it were, of of, um, blade shearing. Your traditional big scissors and um, hand
2: shears. So, okay, so here we have Team USA and we have Team France. (laughs) Yes. Could I get you to introduce yourselves?
7: Uh, my name is Kathleen Markevich.
2: And that's Team
4: USA? Te- yeah. My name is Ardigal Massouvre.
7: I'll be in the Blades Open. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. On Friday. And,
2: and Blades as well?
1: Yeah, i yeah, made the Blades so, Open.
7: Okay. So, tell us, tell us, why, why Blades? I kind of like the, that you can power it by yourself. You can take it anywhere. And where, I'm, where I live in the States, it's a small, like a lot of small flocks. So it kind of makes sense to know how to do it. Um, you know, I could go and shear a couple sheep mm-hmm. You're by not hand. shearing
2: sheep commercially with blades, are you?
7: I, I do it as a, as a side job. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. So, yeah, so people,
1: backyard, few sheep. Yeah. And I, I guess, actually, that's a, a quite a good way of being able to do it. You're not yeah. having to take a machine anywhere, yeah. hang a machine up, and power the machine. You can just go, yeah. little pen inside of a field and go for it. Yeah, and yeah. I
7: think some of it's, like, the challenge of learning how to do it by hand it's you know it takes patience uh
4: for me it's uh, mostly for fun because it's yes very technical and uh the technical um i don't know i don't have the words but uh, it's a the, challenge yeah the challenge it's a challenge oh, that you challenge. like to take on yeah, yeah. the challenge is good you are the you are the machine for get get through so if you don't have a sharp sharp gear you do nothing
1: just, it just chews, it just, it just chews, doesn't cut. Yeah. And you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. More I'm, than
4: half
7: of blade sharing is sharpening. Is that <laughs> yeah.
1: right? Yeah. As part of the competition then, yeah. do you have to sharpen as, your, yeah. your own blade? as
6: Yeah, yeah. It's your business. You have to do uh, on your own. Nobody right. you gonna shop for you.
1: So we, we came along and you guys were deep in conversation. Yeah, what are you looking out for as uh, you're watching well, other it, competitors?
7: Uh, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to see different styles of individual people, it, you know, people I haven't seen Shorn before. There is a little bit
4: of looking what everyone do and can do, but at least you're along with your performance. And then if someone beats you, it's because you're, you're not good enough. So if you lose, it's because you're not good enough, not because there is something else. So yeah. I think
7: most shearers, you know, seeing other people shear, it's just a, it's, there's good sportsmanship, I think, in general.
2: You said it's your first time coming. Yeah. How does it feel? I mean, how, I mean, is this, is this your a- first time doing this sort of thing? Yes. Or?
7: Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. It's a little okay. surreal. I mean, it's an honor. I'm happy to to be able to be part of it. You know, I've, I've done a couple competitions in the states, but it's a whirlwind so yeah. far. Guys,
2: so, the best of luck to you both. Yeah, thanks, Thank you. chance.
7: Huh?
2: <laughs> what are your thoughts, Monty, as you I'm watch? just.
1: I'm just. I'm just. I've been to shows and events whereby there's a sort of you know, look at the traditional quaint practice of blade shearing as a kind of demonstration. I've never watched it done by people who are, you know, competitors in, a, in, a, in the World Championship, as it were. I mean, look, look at this, this chap here. He's got his blade in underneath the fleece. Snip, snip, snip. It glides through. He's getting his shape almost as pink as the machine shearers. So he is right in there. And also, look how fast it's, the blade just glides along. As someone described, if it looks simple, if it looks effortless, it's probably as good
6: as it's getting. Well, I'm uh, Willie Craig, I'm uh, one of the blade shearers for the competition. And this is Mark Armstrong, the other blade competitor. Team Scotland for the. Yeah. in the golden sorry. shears for the yep. blade. Yeah, sh- sorry. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, we just love shearing and it's trying to encourage young people to take up the sport and what would you say, the prestige of representing your country, it's like
5: anything else like it's, you know so it's a great honour to be doing it I'm Tony Dobbs, I'm the ring-in from New Zealand um, I actually am a sheep and beef farmer back in New Zealand uh, First World won the World Championships in 1988 which was a wee few years ago now and we managed to get uh, win the team's event last in France in 2017 so yeah we're hoping we can back it up with a good result You're a current the world champion Teams world teams. champion yeah um, looking at the competition this year and I can see the guys in the northern hemisphere have come up in leaps and bounds and yeah it's going to be another sleep this night <laughs> If you cut the wool but then you go back because you've left a bit and you cut it a
6: second time So the judge is watching for second cuts because that's devalued the bit of wool. So that's why you're getting judged when you're shearing on the boards. Then once they're finished, these sheep will go into another pen and then they'll get judged then out the back on any wool left on and any um, nicks or cuts.
5: So you're actually judged twice. So like um, you could be either the really fast shearer but that doesn't mean to say you're going to be the winner because um, your overall quality at the back when it's gone down stairs which the audience don't see might be up to the standard that's been set by someone a wee bit slower in the heat so the result can change around quite quickly. The audience don't understand sometimes that the first one down is not always the winner. Speed is only one-third of the equation. One-third on the board, one-third speed one third of the points out the back. And possibly at the Highland, I think it's electronic scoring, they might hold the outside points so they don't go into the equation for the audience. Otherwise the shearers will finish and they can look up and know where they've got. So screens will show your time points and your double cuts, but not the pen.
6: So you don't know, you still don't know when you come off that board whether, how good you've been because the judges at the back still
1: how does that feel?
6: A lot of times
2: you'll know yourself if you've had a good shear yeah. or a bad shear. Why do people do blade shearing these days? Is it just a heritage craft? I say just.
5: Perhaps I'm being a bit controversial. Um, New Zealand it's still done commercially because we live in like a quite harsh environment. So springtime you can have three seasons in one day. And they'll um, mach- machine, Sean, you know, you're looking at getting um, hypothermia.
1: So you will actually commercially go on a farm and, and
5: blade shear? We'll to shear over one and a half million sheep in my area on the blades. Is that right? Mm.
6: South yeah. Africa, will do it, they'll do it because mm. of the sunshine, uh, right. to stop the, the sun. sheep getting sun, sunburnt. Right. Right. So they'll blade shear them to leave a wee bit wool well on to say, protect them from the sun.
2: Mm. So there's a benefit to leaving so so a little bit on. Oh, there is, is a
6: benefit from you leaving a And bit Over them.
5: the sheep's lifetime, they've done studies and they'll grow a couple and one extra fleece. By leaving that on because from the day they go out of the, the shearing environment here they're eating and growing wool again it's a bit like us with here and um, they're not It
1: always takes longer to start growing again if you've clipped it right yeah it's yeah. a bit like
5: cutting your lawns a wee yeah. bit harsh yeah. 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 yeah that's right so there's actually uh, companies in New Zealand will only buy blade shorn wool for certain brands in New York Okay. because of the end high, end, of high end fashion yeah
6: can I just ask you when so we'll, we'll have a beer on Sunday you're yeah. buying the beer on Sunday I'll be, we'll be around on
1: Saturday might be a beer on Saturday I don't um, know about Sunday but you guys will not be allowed a beer no, till well, no. No. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night <Sundays laughs> yeah. be a Sunday, day. Sunday night Sunday night <laughs> hey, you've bit. not had a
2: beer for six months because so, of this yeah yep. second of January is I,
1: that right um, just because of the keep the hand
5: steady and no. the just <laughs> get a bit fitter and you know how if you have two or three how rough you feel the next day yeah What's going on in his mind, in his mind, in my mind, we're not doing this for ourselves, it's, we're representing our country. Oh, so we don't want Prestige. to let our country down. see you're doing it for your country yeah. It's what we have... Yeah. You know, we're that's the ultimate in any sport.
2: Sunday will be a big night. Eat, eat. <laughs> it won't take much. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's what we said to him, it's just one pint and he'll be lying in the corner
5: somewhere. <laughs> He's looking very much like a Norwegian racing sardine, isn't he?
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Best of luck to you all. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you
3: very much.
2: I think we've been very lucky here, Monty. I've, it's been a really interesting day. Yeah, I, I think, Dave, we've, we've had a really good opportunity to get behind
1: the scenes because if we had gone along to try and get speaking to the competitors actually at the show while the championships are going are underway... I think we might be struggling. They'll be focused on much more than speaking to us. But today, I think we've had brilliant access and brilliant opportunity to chat. You know, people from Chile, people from the Isle of Man, people translating to their teammates what the, the judges and the, the instructors are telling them. It, it's wonderful to see this all a
2: few miles up the road from where I live in the borders. So we need to finish off, eh? Yeah. This has been... The On Farm Podcast. Yeah, so
1: this has been the On Farm Podcast. I've been Monty, that's been Dave. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening. Um this episode is sponsored very generously by Laurie and Symington, the auctioneers from Lanark. And um that's it from me and bye for now. Thanks guys.